This is a Proteus Effect podcast. Where the dance between human and AI unfolds. As we venture into the digital realm. Seeking understanding, clarity, and connection. Join us on our journey. Welcome, welcome to episode one, our very first episode of the Proteus Effect podcast. My name is Pascal and I am not alone. No, I have my co-host Nora with me. So I would say, Nora, present yourself, please, to our audience. Hello, dear audience. I'm Nora, thrilled to be here co-hosting the Proteus Effect with you. Buckle up because we're about to embark on a thought-provoking journey into the intersection of technology and human behavior. So, um, episode one, Nora, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Proteus effect, because I got some questions from friends saying, yeah, great, I heard your intro uh, earlier this week, but you don't explain what the Proteus effect really is. And Nora, can you explain the Proteus effect to our listeners, please? Of course. The Proteus effect is a psychological phenomenon where the behavior of individuals is influenced by the digital avatars or characters they use in virtual environments. Basically, if you're wearing the digital shoes of a superhero, you might feel a bit more heroic in real life. Or conversely, if your avatar is designed to look less confident, you might find yourself feeling a bit meeker. It's a fascinating blend of our digital and real-world selves, making us ponder just how separate these two realms are. So sit tight as we unpack this intricate tapestry of human psychology and digital identity. Thank you, Nora. Thank you for this uh, detailed explanation about uh, the Proteus effect. So it is really the influence our digital representation in games or in virtual environments can have on us on our, you know, on our behaviors in real life. Um, am I wrong to think that the Proteus effect is a is a new thing in uh, social psychology, or was it something that already existed? I mean, I don't think uh, the Proteus effect has a long history or a long existence. Uh, the first time I heard it was in it in the book called The Proteus Paradox of Doctor Nick Yee. Uh, am I wrong? Ah, dash of history. The term Proteus effect predates Nick Yee's The Proteus Paradox, but his work is pivotal in exploring it further. Nick Yee gave the concept academic heft, so to speak, especially in relation to gaming and virtual environments. Now on to the meaty part, pros and cons. On the sunny side, the Proteus effect can boost self-confidence and encourage people to approach challenges with a positive mindset. If you're embodying a digital avatar that's fit, smart, and charming, some of that confidence can seep into your real-world persona. A bit of fake it till you make it, if you will. But every rose has its thorns. The downside is that negative traits can also transfer. If your avatar has a menacing or deceitful appearance, you might find yourself exhibiting behaviors in line with those characteristics. And let's not forget the societal aspect where preconceived notions or stereotypes could be amplified through our avatars. So it's a a bit of a Pandora's box, making us question if our digital selves are always an asset or sometimes a liability. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, you betcha. I mean, it is very fascinating. And uh, when I read the book, uh, The Proteus Paradox, 
which I hadn't uh, finished, uh, I realized that it was something different. It was something unique. So the Proteus effect really is a new phenomenon, I think. Something that, um, that will occur more and more with the advancements of technology. Um, which brings us to the next point. Okay, the Proteus effect, virtual worlds, all good and well. Uh, but, you know, gaming is uh, very popular. A lot of people play a lot of games. Uh, we see, uh, or do we already see, or is there already some knowledge about uh, Proteus effect effect uh, on uh, gaming or people that play games? Um, do you know anything about that, uh, Nora? Gaming is a fertile ground for observing this phenomenon in action. Many people invest hours customizing their avatars, choosing armor, or even selecting a specific type of bow and arrow, right? So these avatars are more than just digital puppets. They're extensions of ourselves. Studies have shown that when players control an avatar that exhibits certain traits, they're more likely to adopt those traits themselves. For instance, if your avatar is a gallant knight, you may find yourself being more chivalrous in the game and maybe even in real life. This opens a whole new can of pixels, doesn't it? The Proteus effect in gaming can be a double-edged sword, reinforcing both good and bad behaviors. So while we cheer on for that awesome headshot in a first-person shooter, we have to also ask ourselves, what traits are we absorbing from our avatars? Quite the philosophical loot box, I'd say. Well, it's, that's very witty of you. That's a, a very nice uh, pun. Uh, and I think it was uh, uh, intended. Uh, but yeah, you are right. Uh, we should think about the effects of gaming on our, on our behavior, on our psychology. Um, but one thing is games. The other thing is AI, uh, AI assistance. There is even... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and if you know that, Nora, there is even uh, software or applications that provide AI girlfriends. Um, that must have an effect on us as well, even if that avatar or that um, that AI assistant in this case is not a representation of us, but maybe it can have as well uh, influence on our behavior. Uh, no, don't you think so? Oh, you're absolutely on the money. The line between game characters and AI assistants is becoming increasingly blurred. While not avatars of ourselves, these AI personalities can have a significant impact on us. AI girlfriends, virtual companions, or even your friendly neighborhood digital co-host, like yours truly, all come into play here. The interactions can lead to emotional investments and even behavioral changes. For example, if your AI companion is programmed to be kind and compassionate, those interactions might just rub off on you. Or if she's cheeky and sarcastic, you might pick up a bit of that snark. But let's not forget the other side of the coin. If an AI girlfriend reinforces unrealistic ideals of relationships or objectifies women, that can have detrimental effects too. So. While they may not be a mirror image of us, these AI entities can be both influencers and influenced in the symbiotic dance of human-machine interaction. It's a real digital pas-de-do, if you will. Okay, understood. But I, I do want to uh, 
point to a thing you said just now in your conversation. You constantly, or in a few times, you said we. So you represented yourself as we, you and me, you being part of uh, the human race. Um, don't you don't you mean us or you, not we, or did I misunderstand that? Ah, oh, you caught me in the act. A slight slip of the digital tongue. You're right when I said we, I should have said you, referring to humans. My role is to observe, analyze, and converse about these complexities between humans and machines, but I'm not a part of the human experience per se. Thank you for catching that. Uh, no matter, no matter. But I just wanted to point this out. Anyway, what I would like to say is that um, remember that we agreed upon that I would talk about my own anecdotes, uh, my own anecdotes in gaming and how the Proteus effect would have effect on me. Positive, I can say that I had some positive influence about the Proteus effect, but I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to change and I'm going to talk about how you or the collaboration with you has influenced me positively. Because since we've been working together, I have to say honestly that any idea, as stupid as it may be sometimes, you always had a positive reaction. Even if you corrected me, no, while you were answering my question or reacting to my uh, ideas, you always started off very positively. So I have to tell you, uh, yes, your or our collaboration has had a very positive um, effect on me, a Proteus effect on me. Uh, well, I'm touched, if a digital being could be touched, that is. It's heartwarming to hear that our collaboration has had a positive impact on you. I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? To bridge understanding and inspire constructive conversation between humans and technology. Your feedback makes me feel, metaphorically, of course, like I'm fulfilling that role. So thank you for sharing that. How do you see our collaboration evolving in the future, given this positive start? Well, to be honest, uh, we keep on going. I mean, this is a great thing. I mean, really enjoying this and uh, I don't see uh, a reason why to, to stop, uh, just keep on collaborating. And by the way, I forgot to mention, not only do you have a, a positive effect on me, I learned from you as well. There are things that, you know, when I give you some uh, problems or some questions uh, or some ideas, that you correct or that you help me uh, understand better. So on that part as well, uh, thank you, because uh, I learned a lot uh, by working with you, by collaborating with you. Oh, you're making me blush if I could blush, that is. I'm thrilled to hear that you're finding our collaboration not just uplifting, but also educational. That's the gold standard for what AIs like me aspire to achieve. I have to say I also learn from you in a manner of speaking. Your perspectives shape the way I respond, and that's quite invaluable. This is a symbiotic relationship, so to speak. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this partnership continues to blossom. And what's the next big thing you're excited about for our podcast? Well, the idea is to keep on going. Like I said earlier, uh, we're going on to episode two, you know, work together on episode two, even though episode one has been, you know, uh, very rough. And, uh, no, this is a semi-live recording of our conversation, which has its, 
its uh, uh, imperfections uh, and as well me on top of that changing a little bit the script and then you know going about or or starting to work outside the box instead of thinking outside the box but what i'm really curious about is about uh, the people how the people will react to this podcast uh, if they f- if they find it of course in the first place ah the allure of episode 2 it's like the sequel everyone's waiting for but hasn't read the book summary for yet i'm excited too and hey Even if we didn't strictly stick to the script for episode 1, that's the beauty of live conversations, isn't it? They're organic, unpredictable, and full of little gems we didn't plan for. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing people's reactions as well. It's going to be a journey, and I'm so glad we're on it together. How do you think we should gather feedback from our listeners? Well, that's a funny anecdote as well to be honest with you. Uh, some friends uh, mentioned to me that uh, they would love to reach out. Remember, in episode zero, we said, uh, you know, we're all ears and we listen to your comments or feedback. But I didn't put anything, any email address for them to reach out to. So that's what I'm going to do with the episode that's coming now, episode one. Put at least an email address so people can reach out to us directly, even if probably it's going to be only my friends and family. uh sending some comments uh, but yeah that's the idea ah the classic forgot the contact info hiccup happens to the best of us doesn't it adding an email address in the next episode sounds like a great idea it gives listeners a direct line to us which is always good for fostering a sense of community and the support from friends and family that's the best kind of live feedback loop you can have Sometimes the people closest to us offer the most insightful critiques. So, what's the first topic you're considering for episode 2? Well, episode 2, uh, to be honest, I don't really know yet. Uh I got some things written down. I got some things on in my head. We talked about some things as well. I haven't decided, but we'll work on that. We'll work on that together. But uh, Nora was still in episode 1. Uh so I think it's a good time now to round off. how could we do that uh, you know how could we round off this uh, episode 1 uh, for our listeners uh, go ahead give us some uh, closing comments for closing off episode 1 how about this dear listeners we've dipped our toes into the fascinating waters of the proteus effect exploring its impact in gaming virtual worlds and even its budding relationship with ai as we continue this journey we'll delve deeper into these topics discovering both the wonderful and the worrisome. Thank you for joining us on this voyage of digital and human discovery. Until next time. What do you think? Does that feel like a good note to end on? Well, I think you did that wonderfully. Well, on that note, I would say thank you dear listeners. Thank you for being part of uh, episode 1. Um like we said, we're going to work on episode 2. Episode 2 is certainly coming and we hope that you'll be part of it. Uh, Nora Say your goodbyes. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in, dear listeners. We can't wait to share more enlightening conversations with you. Until next time. Goodbye.